0: Uh, he's uh with the European Richard. Space Agency. Ian, how are you doing?
1: Great. How are you doing Richard?
0: Yeah, it's really cool to talk to you guys. I, I appreciate you coming very much.
1: Oh, uh, very in my
0: notes Yeah, my notes had said we were going to be talking about the asteroid impact mission 2.0 and Hera So I wanted you to just give a brief overview of what uh, you know that missions about and what it involves.
1: Yes, the mission is uh is a very interesting uh, Endeavour we've been working on with NASA since a few years it actually entails two spacecraft. The whole point is to rehearse uh, an asteroid deflection um, technique and make sure we uh, we understand how it works before we need to apply it to a real case if needed. So uh, we want to impact uh, an asteroid and to be precise the moon of an asteroid and uh, move it a little bit and then measure... Uh, how much we manage to move it, and all of the properties of this moon, so we can uh we can validate our models and uh and get this technique uh nailed down
0: yeah, I don't know if if people appreciate the energies involved uh in asteroids, so this would be in the circumstance right. that an asteroid is headed for for towards earth that could cause uh catastrophic damage to life on earth right
1: well, the nice thing about it is that um if you want uh energies uh are very high but in reality if you uh, if you discover these rocks early enough uh you only need a very little push and uh, you let the time build up the uh, the deflection itself so what happens is that for this particular experiment the NASA dart spacecraft will impact the moon at about 6 km per second um and the, the change in velocity is only uh, a quarter of an inch Per second, so it's very very small uh, but this is enough uh, to actually change uh, uh, the the orbit in a measurable way. Um, now the AERA uh, spacecraft will arrive after the uh, the impact and uh, will measure very precisely uh, this uh, change in velocity and then we also measure um what we want to measure is actually all the physical property what is the mass of the asteroid this you can only do from space and have a very uh close look on the uh, on the crater that dart will generate the shape uh and the depth and the size of this crater is actually a very important uh piece of information to the puzzle because from from this we can actually calibrate uh um, the models we use on our computers to simulate these impacts, uh, and the problem is that on on the Earth uh, you can only carry out these these uh, experiments in labs at very uh, low energy scales, and then the, you also have Ooh. the the issue of the gravity that changes some of the the results of the the the, the experiments. So you really need to have um, an experiment in space. This can at these energy scales you can only do it in space. That's, so that's what why do you mean the, the
0: gravity changes the effect of the experiment? It, the moon has well, a lot less gravity than Earth, but well, why does that yes, have an
1: effect? because in a well, when you do an experiment on ground, um, you have boundary conditions. You have air. Even if you remove most of the uh, the air, you still have some some effects on uh, uh, you know the size of the box and how the powder accumulates, and and this has some some effects on the shape of the crater. So you really want to go, and, and, and on top of that, you can only simulate to a certain uh, extent how the energy propagates inside the body. Um, we don't know if if the asteroid actually has voids inside or cracks, or if, if it's a monolithic rock, or if it's what we call a rubble pie. So uh, an asteroid that is uh, has been created after another collision, maybe with another asteroid, and then re- re-aggregates with as several rocks together. And and how the interior structure of the asteroid define uh, changes completely the um, the outcome of of the impact. So we don't know what is the efficiency in uh, in so how how well the energy goes from Dart to the to the to the asteroid. So that's why we need to get a real-size experiment to understand how these effects play a role. You want to hit the moon. You don't want to hit an asteroid that tests
0: this. You actually want to impact the moon and move it a little bit?
1: Yeah, the uh, the beauty of the concept um, actually comes from our uh, friends at the APL um the idea is we move the moon because uh we study the uh, the relative change between the 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 moon and its uh, its main body um this is much easier to uh measure than the effects of an impact of an asteroid moving around the sun um when you move by half an inch per second um in relative terms uh if you if you think about the the the, the period of the asteroid around the moon or the moon around the main asteroid is only 12 yeah. hours uh so if you change this by a few minutes you can you can measure it uh, quite accurately if you change by a few minutes uh the orbit of an asteroid around the sun which takes years to go around then it's much more complicated to uh to measure, as a matter of fact, that was the the subject of several studies we've done at ESA about 10 years ago, and um, and and the concept was called the mission concept was called Don Quixote, and uh, it required orbiting the asteroid for about uh, a year with uh, quite complex, uh, what we call radio science experiments. So you uh, yeah, you need to keep your radios on and, and measure the Doppler effect of the radios for, for several months before you can really measure uh, the change of velocity with respect to the sun. So uh, so the DART era concept is actually much, much simpler, which means ultimately it's cheaper. <laughs> so we're quite happy well, no, to,
0: uh, no offense but this kind of sounds like a scary idea you know what if uh, this has a bad effect on tides on earth or on the earth itself or on the moon or you know, I mean with the, you know so it brings a lot of questions do you think this will have a bad effect if there is a bad effect what could it be you know what's the likelihood
1: sure well the thing is um, the other advantage of doing it uh, doing this type of experiments in a, with a moon of an asteroid is actually that assuming uh, you you get it somehow wrong and the re- the results are different from or let's say that there's not wrong and right but if the, the the results are different from what we expect there will not be a uh, a change uh in the motion of the asteroid with respect to the sun meaning you have no means to affect uh what this asteroid does, does in our solar system so there will be no threat no nothing uh, the 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 moon will not leave its binary system will keep orbiting, uh, just with a different slightly different uh, um so uh that's also the uh let's say the added value of uh, of in the uh, the experiment uh with this uh this asteroid does the moon have any um resistance where it'll come back to its uh current you
0: know orbit state or once it's moved it's moved that's it?
1: Once it's moved, it's moved. But as I said, we move it only by a few minutes. Uh, so yeah. this is really <laughs> something that will not change um, uh, or affect uh, in the long term where this asteroid will be. Um, there are some minor effects in oscillations or uh, of this asteroid that will actually dump. Uh, themselves uh within a, a few thousand years um this is also things that happen in nature um, we should not forget that actually the um uh, the whole history of the solar system uh is based on 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 collisions actually the uh that's even how the planets had formed, and, and this is uh, one of the bonus of the uh, of this mission is actually to uh, not only validate asteroid deflection models, but the same models are used by the scientists uh, to refine our understanding of how the solar system has formed from this cloud of uh, rocks uh, four billion years ago to the planet itself, and and collision happen you know uh, constantly in the solar system, so. It has a lot of side benefits. Um, now, um, All
0: right. what's the likelihood of uh, an asteroid impacting Earth that would have a significant effect or even a devastating effect? How important is this mission?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so the the community, let's say, um, let's say the most uh, uh, the, the community is is putting all of its erf- most of its efforts into the size range of about 100 meters, 150 meters diameter. This is the size that is considered to uh, uh, have an effect uh, on uh, at regional scale, uh, meaning that no matter uh, where it hits on the planet, it would create casualties. It will generate casualties because of either tsunamis or because of uh it would hit uh uh rich uh areas. Uh these type of asteroids have uh, uh an impact frequency of about uh three to five hundred uh, years so it's not something that happens uh very very often However, these are statistics, and uh, which means that on a- that's that's the average. Then it could happen, you know, any time. And the point is um, that you really want to have the means to deflect uh, or to to solve uh, this problem before you actually identify it a real threat. It's like uh, you know, it's like buying yourself an insurance policy for for your right. car. Uh, before you have an accident
0: day well what are some uh, of the the parameters involved how fast do asteroids move in general what uh, kind of energies would they bring you know, like a hundred meter asteroid how much energy would that impact the earth with
1: Ooh, uh, it will be several several hundred times uh, Uh, the Hiroshima bomb um, uh, a thousand times the Hiroshima bomb then it all depends Uh, there are many parameters of course typical speeds are tens of kilometers per second but uh, the real question is also what is the asteroid made of is it uh, again is it a rocky monolith is it metallic or is it a rubble pile then maybe it would explode or parts of it would explode Mm -hmm. in the atmosphere and that would actually be even worse than uh, hitting uh, the ground. So that's why we need to have uh for 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 a real planetary defense uh validation mission you need to have a the aerospacecraft that we're working on uh understand exactly how the uh the uh, what the asteroid is made of so that the 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 dart experiment can be really applied to any other uh, uh, asteroid. Um now the other thing well, is how far Oh, sorry, yep. how
0: far out could we impact an asteroid? I mean, if they move so quickly, you know, current spacecrafts well, you know, we
1: have, how would you get them? Speeds are are typically very high. Yeah. So the moment you go to space, near orbital uh, uh, satellite, kilometers per second. So we can we can hit those uh, bodies at very high relative velocities. The question is, how far in advance do you do it? Uh, that's the key question, actually. The the uh, that's why most of the efforts today in planetary defense are in funding uh, telescopes on ground to, to look for those bodies, because the earlier you find them, uh, the lower energy you have to impart. So if you only uh, find an asteroid very late, uh, then you really you need the very, very high energy to deflect it. But if you know them well in advance, then the energy is lower and you have more options you can deal with. So today, the good news is that today we know about 90% of all very large asteroids, so the kilometer scale, the the type of diners or killer ones, and we know that none of those are going to impact the Earth uh, in the next few centuries. What we don't know is the the smaller guys, and that's why most of the efforts are now on the the 100-meter size type of objects. Those are more difficult to find because they reflect uh, less sunlight and therefore we cannot uh, we cannot track them so easily
0: but we going to be able now, to nudge one when it's moving away from us or only towards us and again how are you going to, how far out <coughs> would you need to impact a 100 meter asteroid for instance for it to be feasible well, how far yeah, away from earth and how would you do it
1: a 100 meter asteroid um well first of all you need to find it and assuming you have, what you would need is at least uh 3 years lead time if you have a mission like AIDA and Hera done, meaning that you have validated the technique and you have the technology ready, uh, like we hope we're gonna have, then let's say about you can you can uh, you can live with a with more or less two to three years uh, lead time, and then the only thing you need to do is to um, is to send spacecraft on a collision course, and that's more like a, a billiard game. So you only have to put the spacecraft in front uh in front of the uh of the tra- trajectory of the asteroid meaning that um it's not like a rifle uh and a bullet you're always going to be uh, slightly slower than uh, than the asteroid the only thing you need to do is to let's say be in front of it and and make the asteroid hit yourself actually so you can
0: kind of oh, really? uh <laughs> you can't actually slow down. Right. So you like it's like you're stepping in front of a car, but maybe yep, not head on, but a little bit off to the side, and the car hits you and then veers off course
1: a little bit. Well, it's not really on the side, or at those speeds, you you actually want to be right in front of it. That's where you maximize hmm. uh, its change, and uh, as things. Uh, are not quite linear but you move in in circles that means uh the trajectory will will be offset um oh, so it's okay, like if you're right. playing right. It, it's a little bit like if you're playing billiard on a curved uh, table <laughs> so on a curved table uh you will <clears throat> want to be in the center and then the trajectory will be curved um
0: is there and, you know in the mo- I know the movies are you know probably the movies about this stuff make you throw up because it's so inaccurate but <laughs> is there any, is there any point well, in the uh, in in trying to explode something, you know, upon impact as well to alter the trajectory, like a nuke, or is that ridiculous? Or?
1: Yeah, well, that that yeah, that particular case, I think, is not is not very applicable. But let's say if we were that in the very very unlikely case where uh, you would have let's say uh, a typically a comet coming from outside the solar system at very high speed. From a region of the uh, sky where telescopes cannot see it, because maybe there's the sun blocking the view, mm-hmm. and then you all of a sudden a year before impact, you would you would see such an object. Then indeed, the only option you're left with is to send a nuclear device and and try to uh, and have it explode at certain distance from from the surface, so that you basically uh, melt part of the uh, of of the of the comet and and this uh mass that is ejected pushes away uh the asteroid so this is something that part of the community or the planetary defense community is working on on computers of course and making simulations and trying to devise these scenarios but there we are we're talking about probabilities that are much much mm-hmm. lower than than what uh, a smaller asteroid would be so most so of the you, effort... Um... And
0: what are you hoping to learn? You know, you you impact the moon, you move it a you know a half an inch. What what do you hope the learnings will be? What do you expect the outcome to tell you? Okay. Well, yeah, it is feasible. The, or are there other things we can a- learn?
1: We're actually well, the, there's a technology side. So we are first of all hoping to to see the Dart spacecraft hitting exactly where they're supposed mm-hmm. to hit on the moon, and therefore validating this what we call autonav, autonomous navigation technique. So the, at those speeds, the, uh, there's there's no ground control, so the spacecraft had to, to guide itself towards towards you know, the center of the asteroid. Um, and then we expect, actually, I would expect to, in ideal case, you would expect to see a crater that has the shape and the size and the depth uh, of the one we have simulated, and we would expect to see the rotation a certain way. In reality, we know that uh it's going to be different, and it's trying to understand from all of the data we'll gather what what makes this difference every time we have a space mission we are our knowledge is uh is completely changed, so that's actually what i'm expecting i'm expecting that our models are quite wrong, and we'll have to understand why and this is why it is important to do it now that there's no no threat we we no known threat
0: are you working with any companies that want to dock on asteroids land on them with their technology help you at all in what you want to accomplish or vice versa
1: well, we're actually working with companies today that are interested in mining asteroids. Um, there okay. are several companies that are more interested in uh, using asteroids to uh, generate propellants or take resources and uh, and help our uh, humanity move forward and maybe move to another planet in a in a sustainable way. And and the way we do it is that um, uh, these companies are typically interested in flying some of uh, the instruments they're working on. Uh, There haven't been so many asteroid missions, so whenever we go to an asteroid, we learn a lot about these bodies and and clearly that they are very interested. So For the air mission, we are actually um, going to open a call for payloads for for these companies and allow them to put one of their instruments on board and and take all of the the measurements they, they need. On top of that uh these companies are also looking for opportunities to learn how to fly a spacecraft near an asteroid in such a low gravity environment as the Rosetta mission has shown from so isa it's it's not an easy task, so we are um we're studying how to um deliver lever, uh, the the spacecraft to them at the end of our nominal mission so that they can actually learn how to fly it and 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 uh take some experience from it.
0: Well, very good. Well, um, I think we're just about out of time, but this sounds like a really uh, interesting mission. When is it going to happen, and when will the results uh, be made known to the public, or will they
1: be? Well, the DART spacecraft is launching in 2021 and impacting Didi Moon in 2022. Uh, We are now in the detailed uh, definition phase of our own spacecraft, and uh, we're going to propose it uh, to our ministers in Europe for funding next year. In an ESA program called Space Safety, so we hope to get the funding next year, and then we'll launch in 2023. Very cool. So the results will be available between 22 and 26.
0: Wow, we'll be very excited. All right, well, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Again, to me, just because I'm more of a layperson, it just has a scary feeling to it. But uh, I hope that it does what it's it's supposed to do, and it's a benefit uh, for all mankind. So it's very interesting work, and I appreciate you coming on the call. Thank you for your interest and happy to talk to you. You have been listening to Almost Here, around the corner future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.